0: When we left off at the end of Pasha's Miketz, it was high drama. Talk about the ultimate cliffhanger. The situation seemed desperate. Yosef said he was going to keep Benyamin, and the brothers knew that this would be the ultimate catastrophe for their father Yaakov. Yaakov would not survive this tragedy, first losing Yosef and now Benjamin, his only two children from his beloved wife Rachel. And this week's parsha begins with Yigash Eil of Yehuda. Yehuda approaches Yosef, and the Pasik tells us that, about this great confrontation, these two kings going head to head. Yehuda steps up to the plate and he talks tough. He has some harsh words for Yosef. And this is in stark contrast to the dialogue that we read at the end of last week's parsha. If you look back, Yehuda speaks in a very meek tone to Yosef. After they found the becher in Binyamin's bag, Yehuda says, "Ma Ladoini, I have no words to justify what happened. Ma nedaber, I can't exonerate myself. We were caught, red-handed. Game over. Heneni avodim la We're all prepared to be slaves. And this is how Parshas Mikades ends." Now all of a sudden he changes his tune. Just two psukim later, and suddenly Yehuda starts to speak in a much tougher and a much stricter tone. Rashi says she elof kashus that he spoke to him in a very firm and a very stern way. It is a very sudden change in demeanor, from an attitude of servitude and submissiveness to an attitude of strength and toughness. Instantaneously, it all changed. So what happened exactly? Furthermore, Yehuda gets up. And he makes one of the greatest speeches of all time, with intensity, with passion, he begs and he pleads, and he plays on the emotions of his father. But if you think about it, what is Yehuda the big over here? Anyone who has followed the narrative in the last couple of parashas will realize that this speech consists of nothing more than a repetition of all that has been said until now. There's absolutely no new information in this speech. He's basically just rehashing everything. No new evidence, no new argument. Everything's already well known. And yet, something incredible happens. Yosef hears the whole story and he breaks down. And he can't bear to see the pain and the suffering. And he starts to cry. And he reveals himself to his brothers. So what happened? What changed over here? Serb Schwab has a tremendous insight over here. He says, Yehuda knew after they found the Becher that they were in big trouble. Yosef had all the evidence and the proof to hold him accountable. And he had absolutely no defense. And he was ready to raise the proverbial white flag. But then all of a sudden, he remembered something. What did he remember? He remembered that he made a promise to his father. And not only a promise, a guarantee, a personal guarantee. Not one of those that you make when you sign up for a department store credit card type of guarantee. One of those guarantees you sign that, that if you don't pay your mortgage, they will take your house away. That type of guarantee. You Yehudah guaranteed the return of Binyamin. He promised his father, no arveni mi yodi Says Reb Schwab, that promise gave him the energy and the strength and the courage to fight, even though he knew he was facing a very formidable opponent. The D is when a person feels a responsibility, a personal guarantee, and he knows that it's up to him to do it, and he feels that Christ to do it, that responsibility gives him special hidden strength and the ability to do things that he might otherwise not have been able to do had he not taken on this responsibility. Now, Yehuda, knowing it's all up to him, he tells Yosef, you have to release him because I'm the guarantor. It's my word. It's my reputation on the line. I promised my father that I'll return him safely and I will not take no for an answer. And that gave him the courage and the strength to go beyond his normal capabilities. And this is the same idea with anyone that takes on a large task. Like learning the afyomi, for example, and he feels that cry is to learn and to finish the daf every single day. It's a seven and a half year project with no days off. Or someone signs up to do chesed to the point where people rely on him on a consistent basis, or they volunteer to do kirev, like take on a Torah partner. It's definitely a monumental undertaking. But if they do it l'shem Shumayim, to increase the honor of Hashem. Min HaShumayim, they granted special koiches, chutzla physical and mental strength, and it's guaranteed that they will be successful. If someone is looking for a way out of taking on responsibilities, they will always find excuses of why, of why not to get involved. There's a great quote from Lou Holtz, the legendary coach of, the, of Notre Dame football. He said, The man who complains about the way the ball bounces is likely the one who dropped the ball. They say a story about a Talmud from the mere yeshiva. He was young, he had just got married, he was still in Koyal, and they offered him a job as a meshgich in a yeshiva. And he felt he wasn't ready to take on such great responsibility. So he went over to Rav Palm to discuss his dilemma. And Rav Palm agreed with him, and he told him to still wait a little before taking on the job. And when Rav and Svi Finkel found out that his Talmud turned down the job, he called him up and he told him these immortal words. It's worth to write it down and frame it. Mit der With the responsibility, the person gets the energy and the drive and special divine wisdom to execute those tasks and responsibilities. And when Rav Palm heard that, he was so moved by those words that he constantly repeated it to his students. Perhaps because Rav Nason Svi embodied that saying. He was living proof of those very words. Because despite his physical limitations, there was nothing he felt that was beyond his capabilities. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.